May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today is the feast of St. Augustine of Canterbury, a very important figure in the history of, of the English church of which we are inheritors. The story of Christianity of England runs through St. Augustine of Canterbury. You see, before he arrived in the 500s, this church in England was in a state of disrepair. We know that there were some Christians there, but they had been marginalized due to the various conquests that had occurred on the Isles. And so Pope Gregory I, one day when he was in the marketplace, saw some young men who were being sold as slaves, and he stopped because he he noticed their blonde hair, and he asked them, who are you? Where are you from? And they replied that they were Angles, A-N-G-L-E-S, just like Anglo-Saxons. He said, you're not Angles, but angels. And this interaction really inspired him to send missionaries to Britain. And so he recruited Augustine, who was a monk, to lead the expedition. And and Augustine arrived in England. And when he was getting off the boat, he encountered a king named Ethelbert. Ethelbert was a pagan, but his heart had been primed to receive the gospel because he had recently married a Catholic princess from France named Bertha, which is a great name. And so Augustine was allowed to land and establish his mission. He was given an old church in a state of disrepair called St. Martin's, which is now Canterbury Cathedral, and he was able to go about his mission. He baptized many. He even performed miracles of healing. And eventually, one of those who went for baptism was Athelbert the king, who we also observe in the church calendar. And so part of Augustine's mission there was to unite the church that had been scattered in England with the rest of the Western church. And so the uh, Anglicans or the, the English Christians who were there had been celebrating Easter on the wrong day, and they had also been engaged in a number of kind of strange practices that were a little bit out of the norm. And so Augustine brought them into the mainstream, into the fullness of the faith. Now, I think that this story is interesting from two levels. I mean, if we look at the story from above, it's very interesting because this, talks, this leads us to appreciate God's providential ordering of history. But if we look at it from below, we can see the various levels of contingency in the story. What would have happened had those Anglo-Saxon young men not been in the market that day? What would have happened if Pope Gregory had not taken a walk in the marketplace that day? What would have happened if Pope Gregory had not stopped and talked to the young men and asked them where they were from? What would have happened had Pope Gregory not uh, had a zeal based on that encounter to send a missionary? What if he had asked someone who wasn't as qualified as Augustine or gifted as Augustine to fulfill the mission that he wanted to see performed in England? What if when Augustine or whoever was sent arrived in England, King Ethelbert reacted not with hospitality and welcomeness with a primed heart for the gospel, but what if he had reacted with rejection, sending them away? Or even worse, what if he had reacted with violence, killing them? What if the people had not responded to the message of the gospel to the extent that, that, that they did. Certainly a number of things would be different about the story, one of which may be we might not be here today in this place as we are, as Anglican Christians. And so I think that this story is a reminder for us 
Because it's a reminder that, that we're not always in control. We like to think we're the master of our circumstances, but we're really not. We didn't choose our family. We didn't choose where we were born. Certainly, there are things we can do in order to, to increase our prospects of success at whatever it is that we feel called to do, but we're not always in control. Things happen that are outside of our control. And so that brings us to what we can control. And I think this is the story, this is the significance of the story of St. Augustine of Canterbury and of Pope Gregory the Great, which is namely that, that whatever circumstances come our way, our call is to be faithful in spite of them. Our call is to be faithful in spite of them, that we must attend to the circumstances in front of us if we hope to make a difference. The scriptures tell us that some sow and some reap. We may not always even know that what we do now has profound impact in someone's life down the road, but that's why we're faithful. We do what we're supposed to do regardless of the consequences, and we trust that God will work it out. And so that means wherever we are, we use those circumstances as a springboard to proclaim the gospel to those that we encounter. I know a number of priests who I feel like are always kind of looking for the next big thing. You know, they're, they are in a parish, but they might be looking for the next parish, the, the bigger parish, the more beautiful parish, the parish where they'll make more money, where they might be able to do different things. And that's fine. I mean, you, you certainly have the flexibility as a priest to look around and to, to ask, is this where God wants me or does he want me to go somewhere else? But at the same time, it's important to not overlook what's in front of you, to attend to the circumstances in which you're placed. You'll never love a parish unless you love the one you're in. And this applies to a whole host of things. I mean, we might think about our family lives. Some of us might have easier family lives than others, but you don't really choose your family. Things happen. Your child maybe doesn't do what you expected them to do. Your parents maybe act in ways that you felt are unjust. Your siblings might act with bitterness towards you, or there, there may be conflict in the family, but you don't have a different family. You have that family. And so the question becomes, what does it mean for me in this context to attend to the circumstances in front of me? Same is true with our jobs. We answer to a boss. We work with fellow employees. Yes, there's nothing wrong with looking, testing the market, seeing if there might be other places that might be better fits, but the goal in the here and now is to attend to what's in front of you. Do the best that you possibly can where God has planted you. And if you're faithful with little, then he'll give you more. And if you're faithful with much, much will be given. And so we should use this day, I think, to reflect on the nature of circumstances. They're not just random. They're not just pure accidents. God has put us right where he wants us. And the question is, will we be faithful to attend to what's in front of us in the here and the now? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.